ridiculous. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, the flyover zone is just too crazy. Flyover zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to Legend of Things, <laughs> <laughs> episode 126, a podcast about stuff and things. I'm Sean. Jonathan. And um, we think we're funny. Sometimes. We said a funny thing before we started recording. Yeah. And it spilled over. Yeah. And here, and here we are. Yep. This is us now. We this probably is our had, life. We probably had about a quarter of that story recorded. No, none of it. Oh, good. Just none of it. <laughs> I didn't record it because I knew it was going to get pretty weird. It did get weird real quick. Yeah. Funny story, actually, before we really get into the meat sure. and potatoes of this thing. Taters. So you know how funny it is um, yes. when you're in the bathroom mm. and someone like farts really loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> So not even just loud, just the gonna, tenor of we're it. We're gonna go straight into this one. So <laughs> so I watched the show Letter Kenny, right? Uh-huh. Which I love on Hulu. Yep. And if you haven't watched it, everyone should watch it. I keep seeing ads for it and I'm gonna So see it. Hulu picked it up. Oh, that's why I see ads. So like now they're like, Hey, the next season yep. is our season. Okay. So it's like that. It's it's well liked. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't like it, but we don't talk about it. How dare people. they? Yeah. So anyway. They have this whole thing with these hockey players, right? Okay. And there's this one guy named Shorzy, who is like a real <laughs> asshole. They all have weird, like, Jonesy and ah. Riley. Like, they all have nick- nickname kind mm-hmm. of thingies. Um, there's this guy, Shorzy, and he's just a total douche. But, like, he's, like, supposed to be your classic, like, soccer hooligan in, sure. yeah. in Canada. And um, he talks super weird. But, like, they never show his face. Oh, so half of the time he's just taking a shit in like the bathroom next to the locker room mm-hmm. and he'll just be yelling out of the stall at everybody. <laughs> but he does these super hollow, like super hollow, like bowl farts. Uh-huh. You know, like when you're sitting on the toilet and you fart and it has just like, <laughs> and it sounds all like echoey because you're in the bowl. Sure. The bowl resonance. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I can't handle that. Like, it's the funniest thing in the world to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even talking about it is really hard. Perfect. But, um, so, I was in the restroom today, and I accidentally did a super <laughs> hollow bowl fart, uh-huh. and I went like, poo, and, I, and then I thought it was so funny that I laughed out loud uncontrollably uh-huh. that I couldn't stop. Perfect. So and you then, were the madman in the bathroom. I well, I was quiet, uh-huh. enough, but then I could kind of tell the guy like <laughs> diagonal across from me was also kind of <laughs> trying to keep it together, and, <laughs> and that made it way worse. Absolutely. Uh, so so that subsided eventually, and uh-huh. then I had to wait out the other guy because I didn't want to see him. Yeah, after yeah. That, it was the was, Cold War of it, the bathroom. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was an arms race for sure. <laughs> but um, so I was waiting the dude out, and I think he was trying to wait me out, and uh-huh. I won. Which is all that matters. Sure. But, and then this other dude came to rock a piss and like, he was just doing like hard, like peep, like poop farts, uh, okay. like boop, boop, boop. And he kept, and I started losing it again <laughs> and it, uh, it was bad. Was the other guy still like washing his hands while this the other was guy? Well, the other guy was still in the stall at that time. Oh and I think God. he realized after that, that I wasn't going to leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was. That was my story for the day. I like it. That was the best part of my day by far. Yeah. <laughs> Literal toilet humor. Literal toilet humor. Love the, it. the whole hollow fart bowl noise sure. is too much. <laughs> like, I think for me, it like resonates on the same frequency as like joy. Like, there's nothing else. It's it's so funny. It's I even can't. better when it's shared with someone you like. Oh my gosh, mystery person across the stall. Yeah, I mean, it was my it was. My, 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just great. Oh, great. man. So anyway. Well, that wraps up this that's episode. It. Yeah. Sean talks about hollow bowl farts <laughs> on a very special Legend of Things. Yeah. I mean, it is about things. Yeah. True. That falls under the category. It's stuff and things. Yeah. It's both, really. Mm-hmm. It's stuffed things. <gasps> Yikes. Yeah, like figs or dates. Sure. Or uh, grape leaves. Is it figs or dates that are stuffed with wasps sometimes? Sometimes I think dates are stuffed with wasps. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Me neither. I've never eaten one. A I've wasp? Only... Correct. I've only heard horror stories about Yeah, I've that. never eaten a wasp that yeah. I'm aware of. It seems bad. Yeah. Hmm. You shouldn't do that. Mm-mm. Or whatever, you know? I mean, if it's your thing. To each their own. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was a thing on Reddit a couple oh days back. I yeah. don't want to know. It was like a today I fucked up or something. One of those weird confessions yeah and it was just some dude that loved to eat insects oh and it was like he seemed like a normal guy aside from oh yeah you know when i was a kid i used to collect ladybugs and eat them and i developed like this taste for them because you know they got this weird bitterness but then i came to really enjoy it so you acquired a taste for ladybugs yeah among fucking so that was that was the gateway drug to eating other insects and so it was like would would um wood mites sure something like that they're like little beetles yeah and then just kept going and developed a side thing for just liking to eat bugs that's gross and he decided to eat a daddy long legs or something along that line okay a spider yeah he had eaten spiders before and he said it was fine okay like garden spiders he seemed to really enjoy yeah but he ate presumably a daddy long legs not so much though it bit him in the in the tongue and then it started to swell, and he started to freak out. I thought they weren't... I thought Daddy Long Legs... It's not a Daddy Long Legs. Their fangs aren't long enough to pierce our skin. But your tongue, though. Presumably. Sure. Or he's just a liar. Not sure which. Probably both. Yeah. But then he went on this whole thing about, you know, I'm not sure if I should go to the hospital because my face is super inflamed. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up having spider legs stuck in his teeth, and the nurse looked at him weird. I was like, I don't believe You're that. fine. Yeah. That sounds made up. It does sound made up. But I did enjoy the story. It, it is was a good story. It was a very strange roller coaster. Sometimes the down. journey is more important than the destination. One hundred percent true. Yeah, I we just watched the Sisters Brothers Sisters on Hulu, Brothers, which is um, Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. Oh, okay. And there, it's a Wild West movie. Oh, and is, they is it they, good? I enjoyed it. Okay. They work for uh, this dude named the Commodore, who mm. is probably a criminal of some sort. Sure. Or you know, just someone with a lot of money in the Wild West. Yeah. So Same criminal. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, and they're in Oregon, and um, they find out some guy had they they need to find some guy, and it's um, Jake Gyllenhaal is trying mm-hmm. to find the guy, and he's trying it's the it's Bodie from Rogue One. It's um, oh yeah, I can't remember his name right now. I'm surprised. He's great. Yeah, his name's hard to remember because <laughs> it, it's it's non-standard. I see. Uh, shit. Oh man, that's it's gonna bother name. me now. Any hoozle. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. So the spider thing, so they're sleeping in the forest, mm-hmm. and then a spider climbs into John C. Riley's mouth, and then he wakes up the next day, and his face is all fucked up. Sure. And, I mean, that's it's pretty... Was it living it. in his mouth? I think it died in there. Ugh. Or it laid eggs or something. Because he gets up, and he's, like, super sick after his fever breaks, and he just, like, spits out a bunch of, like, blood and, like, gross stuff. Hmm. And I'm like, ew. Is this partial comedy? It's, uh, no, not really. Weird. <laughs> it's like a, a movie you'd expect Joaquin Phoenix to do. Sure. Not John C. Riley. 
Yes. Okay. Although he does the occasional serious role. It is rare. It's not all stepbrothers. I mean. But it should be. It is in my mind. Yeah. It's definitely not Watson. I didn't. I heard that was bad. Watson and Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it. Awful. I bet. It was so bad that it's like the reviews for it were terrible. And yeah. then all the YouTube reviews for it were like. Did you see it? I wanted to like this, but. Did you see it no. though? Well, see, now I feel like if I watch it, I'll think it's funny. Maybe. As soon as they took a bat to, like, a beehive, it's like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's all a physical comedy, right? I guess, yeah. I I suppose. I was excited for it before it came out. And then afterwards. I like the idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like the idea of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley doing anything, anything. together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think after um, RDJ did, did Sherlock Holmes... Mm-hmm. And such a good job at oh, yeah. it that it's kind of hard, even in a comedic standpoint, to follow it. Agreed. Because really, if you if you look at the Sherlock Holmes movie, it has the Avengers Marvel um, formula. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, it's action-y, it's serious at times. Yeah. Like, it's really that on the head. And Absolutely. And they're like, what if he was Iron Man? <laughs> oh, fuck. My God. Yeah. Wasn't Jude Law the voice of the Iron Man suit? No. Wasn't? It's Paul Bettany. Oh, okay. He's Vision. All right. Same guy. Always? It's always been that voice? Yeah, until he becomes Vision, and then he changes it to a Scottish lady. Okay. Or an Irish lady. Gotcha. A lady with an accent. Ooh. That is not English. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Yes. Yeah. People say I have an accent. What? I don't believe them. What kind of accent? I don't know. People mm. expect that I'm British. I, I don't understand. You say that. weird words, but there's Perfect. no accent there. I say weird words real good. Indubitably, <laughs> you bitch. I'm like, well, now I don't know what to believe. I'm not sure where you're it's from. A, it's a very well-learned hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to the big city and did some book learning, <laughs> you idiot. And you're like, now nah, I don't, you're really throwing a lot of signals out. <laughs> uh, so, um. I love it. So, so, let's get into some stuff. Sure. What do you? What do you? Um, so have, this is like a historical recap at this point because it's E three. Yes, uh, and that's it. Mm, a what little else? bit. What else happened? Are, are we not going to go to E three? Are we going to do something else? No, we're doing E three. Oh, okay. I'm well, just asking what else. I'm trying to recap the recap at a macro level. Oh, I see. Well, I got E three. I yeah. had a, an interesting wedding. I went to. Oh yeah. I uh, went to Star Wars Land. Oh, yeah, you've done a lot of things. I've done nothing. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Played some games. Watched some Chernobyls. Yeah. That was great. A lot of hot rocks. Oh, talking my language now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give me them hot rocks. 60 geographic stuff. (laughs) I hear you got 12,000 rubles per minute or whatever it is. It had a weird name, though. (laughs) Rankins. Rankins. (laughs) It was Rankins. (laughs) It's 12,000 Rankins. You can't fucking go up there. Over 90 seconds, your face is going to melt off. You don't need that face. And they're like, eh, just give me them hot rocks. We'll send a German robot. And uh-huh. then the robot's like, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Nine. <laughs> Nicked. Good. And then, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, we'll just use people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the resource. That's the Russian thing. Yeah. Historically. Yeah. Absolutely historically. Yeah. yeah. They are the progenitors of throw bodies at the problem. Yeah. They have a lot. And everyone's just okay with it. Yeah. It's a weird cultural thing. It is. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It, and yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's good and bad. Absolutely. As with any nationalism. Good and bad. Yeah. But I don't even think it's nationalism. It's like a, it's, it's a cultural 
prerogative slash understanding. It's not like they're doing it for Russia necessarily, but I think that how I understand it, which could be wrong, obviously, because I've been wrong a couple times. Yeah. Um, like Aren't twice. we all? Like twice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's more like just the, the Russian mindset is, is of bleakness. It's like the, everything's kind of crappy all the time. That is 100% the writing. And then, right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where I get most of this from. And then, like... I mean, writing is indicative of a culture. Yes. It's probably the best barometer of a, of a culture generally. Yeah. Historically. Uh, you know, not now. No. Who writes now? <laughs> but um, People trying to make money. Just like Checky Brecky fucking Russian <laughs> stuff. <laughs> fucking Counter-Strike guys. Yep. And you're like, I can't trust any of these motherfuckers. No, not but, even um, Yeah. And they're just super willing to be like, yeah, whatever. They're kind of YOLO, but very uh, passive. Passive YOLO. Passive YOLO. <laughs> you're like, oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like a hold my hold my Shmirnoff kind of situation. Perfect. Hold my borscht. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever had borscht? No. It's very interesting. Beet soup. Yeah, it's, it's really any veggies. It was uh, tomato and celery and I think onions is the one that I had. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds just like tomato soup. Cold and refreshing. Yeah, it's basically non-pureed tomato soup. Yeah. Served chilled. Yeah. Yeah, had it's it because you know. Yeah, why bother? I had it up in Davis because there was a place up in Davis when I went up there. Um, when you went there for for school? Yeah, and for some reason there was a place that regularly served borscht, and it was middle of summer, so it was like a hundred and one degrees. It was hot up there at times. Yeah, weirdly hot. Yeah, and it was exceedingly refreshing during yeah. that time. It's a nice area. Oh yeah, it's really pretty. It's an awesome space. Yeah. Until you drive like 15 minutes out of it's it, all and farmland. then it's just farmland. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because it's like a hub. You can kind of get anywhere from there yes. if you want to drive for an hour, hour and a half. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. It's it's well uh, located. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you want to go to San Francisco? Cool. cool. You want to go to Tahoe? Do it. Yeah. You want to go to Sacramento? That's real close. Yeah. But why would you go to Sacramento? Um. Eh? Do they have a statue of Arnold there yet? Oh, probably. For being the governor? They should. They should. They should, like, have a Rocky statue, <laughs> but Arnold. Yeah. Holding, like, a M60. And then the other hand. No, both hands. Oh. Like, shooting from the hip, like, commando style, with Got a cigar it. in his mouth. But what if it's he's one-handing the M60, sure. and then the other hand is Danny DeVito looking like him? Standing on his hand? Yes. As if he was holding him up? Correct. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little homage to the badassness of him yeah. and to the twins' softer side of twins him. Twins is the best. There you go. I love it. Can we make that happen? Yep. Is anybody a statue maker? Stat- a sculptor. Sculptor of granite? Granite? Yeah. Is what a, you want? I want a granite one. Jesus. That's is, that, tough. is that too too expensive, too pricey? I don't know, but I Can think we, it'd be hard. Maybe just marble. That's is that, probably more expensive. Is that easier? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. The whole sculpting thing really fucks me up, just in a mental capacity. Oh way. yeah, like trying to carve a block down into a form is a very negative space thing that doesn't measure. Yeah, with me. I'm like, I get adding stuff. Yeah, but taking away, I don't fucking understand. Yeah, subtraction. How does that work? I don't know. Like magnets. <laughs> I have no idea how any of it functions. Oh my god. Yeah. Perfect. How do we get here? Davis. Um, nobody knows anymore. No one knows. So how about that E3 though? How about it? So I went there last Tuesday. You did. I uh, went there for the 
opening day, but tried to get there because the first three hours is um, friends and industry. family. Well, industry, yeah, but just, yeah, just saying. Apparently, mm. something we're going to try next year. Oh, media, media day. Yeah, we can make it. Yes. Oh, because of this. Really? Yeah. We need to use this for more things. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if we do do that, do do. Yeah. Then we can get into all the really cool side rooms. Oh. Without having to make reservations first. Nice. That'd be ideal. Yeah, because we got kicked out of some of those because sure. we didn't make reservations. Yeah. And we weren't media. Yeah. And if you're media, you get to play more things. I like it. Because they're like, hey, front of the line, let's go. Let's go, media guy. Yeah. And I'm like, Bleh. So we'll have to give that a try next year. Yeah. I'm down. But went there first day. Um, the really only thing that I went there for specifically was Cyberpunk. Yeah, I think that's what most people went for. I think that's probably true. Yeah. That or the Final Fantasy VII remake. Fuck me. I know. It looks gorgeous. It's pretty. And I've, I really like how they partially included that at the very least made an active attempt to mask a turn-based, you know, a standard RPG as the Final Fantasy XV combat system. Yeah. Which during, they've done in other games. Not them, but it has been done in other games before. Yes. But I like how they, to, to add, if I correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, as you hit enemies, it builds your, your TP bar. Correct. And your TP bar lets you do special things. Yes. So you still get to whack-a-mole stuff, blah, and be all crazy and mm-hmm. dodge around. But then if you want to use limit breaks or magic or yep. presumably items... Yes, also items. You gotta, yeah, you gotta get your TP gauge up. Yeah, and then once you get it to that level, you stop time, and then it goes into the standard wait until you select something. It's or, good. Yeah, it's really cool. But the interesting part is that when you're fighting a boss or anything, your standard attack damage is basically nothing. Oh, so it's it's really kind of there for show. I don't know if that's interesting or not. I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. It seems un. Why have it then? Because it's really, why attack them. It's fun to watch. Oh, because it builds your TP bar. Yeah. Attacking though, yeah. Yeah. So instead of just sitting there and waiting for your TP bar timer, like in a standard turn-based RPG, to just fill up, you actually get to run around and whack stuff, get into some positioning. Um, there was active cover, which was kind of cool. Oh, neat. So they showed uh, the scorpion boss fight. If you're familiar with him, like the mecha scorpion from yeah. the first game. Uh, so Wasn't that they, like in the beginning? I think so. Yeah. Where you're just there with Barrett. Uh-huh. Um, when you're attacking, it's like literally dealing one damage oh. each time you swing and hit him. Sure. But there's locational damage. So like you could go hit him in the like the charger in the butt. Sure. And then you can Classic deal. Classic scorpion butt charger. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. there's like critical spaces that you can go to and then you can deal extra damage while you're there. And then you can hit him with weakness stuff like electricity stuns him and yeah. then you deal bonus damage. That sure. kind of stuff. So it just keeps an active combat system, but not really an active combat system. But it looked like it flowed and chained together it well did. and was yeah. uh, organic. Yes. It was a very long fight, and they had to cut it at some parts to you know progress through the different phases. Yeah. But they had a really cool section where there's uh, like three or four lines of rubble. And when the scorpion does like the super laser blasty move, mm-hmm. you have to take cover behind that rubble, so it destroys the rubble instead of your character. Yeah, and then you quick switch to the other character and go start whacking on him while he's you know injured. Oh, and Distracted. Sure. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of engagement, mm-hmm. which will lead it to be very active to play. Yeah, and I think it'll mask basically the turn-based strategy. Sure. Sorry, turn-based RPG game. Yeah, but it'd also be really fun for people to watch. Yes. So I think it's going to be. It's going to lend itself to two different audiences simultaneously, which I think is very clever. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Is it 
What was the party size in seven? Was it three? I think it was three. Three? I believe it was three. Three or four. I don't remember. It's been a super long time. It's been a million and a half years. I know. Yeah. But they were right at the front entrance of the South Hall, that. I think is where Cyberpunk was. But um, we went there right at, as doors opened. Yeah. Uh, we got in line to try to get tickets for Final Fantasy VII because uh-huh. they were giving out tickets for the rest of the entire day. Sure. So it's like, hey, you got a ticket, you come back like at a this fast, time. fast thing. Exactly. Um, we got there like 10 minutes afterwards and they were already gone dope for the entire day so it's yeah. like okay cool final <clears throat> fantasy's out yeah whatever we'll move on to the next thing walked around looked up you know up and around giant neon building yeah like bright yellow and it's cyberpunk sure slathered logo everywhere it was gorgeous so we got in line for that uh Atesh and i went uh-huh. uh you may remember him from a couple episodes ago when he was a guest star indeed indeed i remember uh i know you do <laughs> uh we sat in line for a bit and ended up talking with the people in front of us uh-huh. and turns out that they were devs on watchdogs legion oh right yeah so we chatted with them for a long time and i'd seen the video first for legion which is like watchdogs uk edition yeah and i was very impressed with what i saw and then after talking to them i was even more so impressed because mm-hmm. like the gameplay itself it's standardish watchdogs but it's leaning into that dry british humor which i like a lot plus the ability to recruit anybody in the world pretty to neat. your resistance force yeah is pretty rad and i just love the idea at a base level of being the resistance to like a totalitarian regime that's yeah. just sweet i think yeah and i watched some of the gameplay for that mm-hmm. and i was super impressed oh, like yeah. i i i played watchdogs one and it, it was fine sure it wasn't good it didn't grab me um, two, I didn't play, but I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then three, looking at it, yeah, I mean, it looks like they've kind of distilled the two into one game. Yes. And made, like, a very concise kind of view and approach to things. Agreed. Um, Did you see the old lady gameplay? Of course. Oh, my God. Of course. Helen? So excited. Yeah. It that, looks great. I, mean, I just love that they like mo-capped it. I like how, yeah, and they have different voices. Yeah. They have a lot of different interplay that you can have with... Um, dialogue and yeah. stuff like that uh did you see the one where they have like the the lady like going on like a combat mission yes yeah that was great mm-hmm. i thought that was played out really well Absolutely. and i thought all the super close range stuff that they did with all the grappling and like the execution shots those close combat maneuvers looked amazing really good yeah really well done like way better than the gunplay stuff like the close combat yeah. was like holy shit that is awesome like that's what i want to do yeah I mean, especially in this John Wick era of action, like that's, I think that's what everyone wants. Agreed. So it's really right nail on the head. Yep. Yeah. It looks really good. Totally. But yeah, after seeing all that stuff that you just listed and seeing the old lady gameplay, it's like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. But then I talked to these two people for a while because we were in line for like an hour and a half. Sure. And we came, well, I talked to him about the game. It's like, well, what about these scenarios? And the boiled down points is that this game makes your choices matter permadeath is a thing yeah so if one of your characters dies that's it yeah and the missions are not softballed right so like if you go into a mission you got to prepare because you could die really quick in really terrible ways and just your character's gone i'm curious to see how how sorry i'm curious to see how much of that is like or how often that will be a point of frustration we're like, what yeah. if you just vault some cover on accident? Sure. And you just get ganked. And yep. you're like, fuck. And that's like your favorite guy. Yep. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's usually the thing 
with XCOM and that kind of thing. Hundred percent. You stack like your one party to be your super party, and then you can reload. Yeah. If you fuck up. If you fuck up. But I'm glad that you can't fuck up. Yeah. Which I hope that there's more incentive within the game to expand and play multiple different people. I think there there seem to be different classes. Yes. Among the people, so yep. I think that'll be a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, depending but I hope on there's approach. yeah. I hope there's actual gameplay incentives. It's like okay, if you level up like yeah. six different dudes of different classes. Yeah, and it gives then, you like base stuff. Exactly. Or like different different perks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I agree. But yeah. I love base. I mean, as long as there's oh, a God. base, you can add shit to. Yeah. Like, let's fuck. Let's fuck it up. Like, mm-hmm. let's do things. Yeah. All I want to do is after Sukaden two. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is build bases. <laughs> you got to collect those stars. I want all the stars. I want the top chef. Mm-hmm. I want all the weird stuff. Sure. It just pops in there, and you're like, I love all these things. <laughs> I want the bathhouse. Yeah. You know the guy that made bathtubs. I want all the vendors. Mm-hmm. Like I want everything. Was it 106 stars? I think it's 107. Seven. But it might be six. Or is it five? It's not five. 105. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I remember it was a weird number. Yeah. Like it was non-standard. Mm-hmm. 100 percent true. Yeah. But yeah, they also mentioned that there were missions that were specifically designed for you to lose. Yeah. But you could still win. Right. Which bringing me back to my Deus Ex days. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yes. It's like they put you in a shitty scenario, but if you can win... Yeah, fucking pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Then that is a phenomenal experience that you just had, and right. it'll affect your story in some and way. And it's different for everybody. Exactly. Which I think is really cool. Yes. I mean, I think there's probably a lot of missions where you fail, and they're like, oh, fuck, and you just pop into someone else and start over. Probably. But then they'll have other ones where it pops into someone else, and they're like, hey, now you got to do this different thing. Yep. And you're like, oh. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And I was very... I was inspired to play the game sure. after talking with them. Yeah. But after we finished being in line, yes. uh, I was hoping it was going to be a Cyberpunk 2077 playable demo. Didn't turn out to be playable, but what it was, was they brought like 40 of us into a room at a time and sat up on these like stadium benches kind of thing. And we watched one of the employees play through a you know specified demo section yeah. of the game while another employee uh, did voiceover for it. Sure. So he sort of narrated... Some of the previous events that happened, some of the lore of the world as we we're getting to where we needed to go. Yeah. But they ended up bouncing back and forth between uh, two characters through a dev console, and they would switch from the uh, like max cool factor, max intelligence hacker guy, uh-huh. and then the and then brute the strength guy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the brute strength uh, minigun girl. Oh, sure. It was just like all strength and con or whatever the stats are in the game. Ripping off doors, etc. Yeah, exactly. And so they get to one certain part, and it's like, okay, you can stealth, you can use this hacking minigame to do these kind of things, and then it would switch back into the gunner, and it's like, okay, we're going loud now. Yeah. And it would show some of the same scenarios through two different lenses. Right. And it was really cool to see. Uh, It needs polish, obviously. It's not, like, ready to go now. But it looks cool. Like, I'm super amped for it still. Yeah. Uh, The hacking minigame in particular was really interesting. Because when you hack stuff, it seemed like you're trying to pull, like, MAC addresses. Uh-huh. So it'd be, like, 1E and then C2, or, you know, that kind of stuff. But there'd be, a like, a table of contents on the right, and they would give you options. So it's like, if you want to open this door, you need to hit 1C and then 2E. Uh-huh. And then if you get that, you know, next to each other somewhere in your, like, five or six Strings. option yeah. Yeah, string, then you have that option once you finish your hack. Hmm. But if you don't want to do that, you could open, like, 
the secret passageway by getting, you know, three different strings okay. attached together. Yeah. Or you could hack the camera system that's also in the room and turn the turret on and, you know, switch it to enemies only. Sure. Through that one hacking node, but depending on how you want to approach it, you had a weird you know, string option where you could, you know, pick and choose how huh. you wanted to interact with that hack, which is something I haven't seen before in a game. No, not so, like that, really. Yeah, sort of like an a la carte hacking system. What kind of was similar was um, Alpha Protocol. Was it? They had a weird hacking minigame mm-hmm. that was kind of like that. You had to pick out all these code phrases. They mm-hmm. weren't even phrases. They were just codes. But the thing would change every, like, three se- two seconds. Ah. And you have to like uh, uh, <laughs> figure it out, but I don't think sure. it had branching. There were no branching options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was very intrigued with that. Um, they had a lot of stuff where you could just hack enemies and make them shoot themselves in the head. Yeah, I heard that was kind of rough. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, because they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, and, you know, screams of anguish and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure that's a high, like the highest level ability. Yeah, probably. Probable. Um, I mean, in Vampire the Masquerade, yeah, that it was. Mm-hmm. You could make people kill themselves. Oh yeah. Um, with one of the clans and their yeah. blood magic? No, that one was the uh, the blood magic one. You take their blood out yeah. while they're alive. <laughs> yeah, they don't need that. They don't need that. <laughs> it was uh, it was the Tremere one, mm. or, or whichever one is the guy that's their... Uh, Little crazy. The super talky ones. No, oh. like the guys who are just really good at... It's more of like a charm. Gotcha. It's like a super... Tra- dominate. It's dominate. Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they had a sweet one with the... Uh, uh, the strength con girl mm-hmm. ran up to a stationary turret and just ripped the turret off of the top it. and just yeah just, oh wow oh my god yeah walking around with the turret in two hands and yeah just that's awesome mowing people down so they released a press release too and they're like hey like at before e3 they're like hey we're gonna show this thing at e3 mm-hmm. sorry you can't see it yep uh i think it's gonna come out in a couple weeks yep um, I mean, that's what they did last year too yeah so. which is cool so i'm really looking forward to yeah to seeing it it's pretty sweet They've also done, I mean, they released that video, like the story video, Mm -hmm. which seemed really cool. And I'm curious if that's like in-game story. I mean, it's not in-engine, probably. Sure. Which video? There's the video, uh, it's like kind of the wrap-up of the thing, the playthrough they showed us last year. Oh, okay. So there's the 45-minute playthrough, and you assume it's the end of that mission, because you go to meet the same fixer. Sure. And you go in there, and they basically double-cross you. Yeah. You remember the, the thing, right? Yep. And then if that's part, if that's in the game, mm-hmm. are they going to render everyone's avatar? They should, yeah, because it's fully customizable in that fidelity. Like that seems like yeah, that's going to be pretty impressive. I mean, I assume they will. Yeah, the game looked gorgeous. It looks beautiful. So I'm I'm super stoked. Yeah. I've been reading like a ton of like tertiary stuff mm-hmm. on the system and sure. off kind of the that um the guy who wrote it. Uh, yep. Mike Pondsmith or whatever his name is. I don't remember. He's like an old game designer. Yeah. Like his thing, his whole background is like software. And like he worked on like some big deal games. Mm-hmm. Um, but like talking about how he's been working with CD Projekt Red um, to kind of push the storyline and kind of change some things here and there. Sure. And how they evolved and like the world building from 2020 to 2077 nice it's super interesting there's that a lot sounds, of cool stuff yeah that sounds like it'd be a really fun conversation to it's listen neat. to and he's weird i mean mm-hmm. you'd he's like you'd expect him to be I absolutely guess. i mean anyone that design games is yeah. gonna be a little you gotta weird. be a little off but um but so they are coming out with a new tabletop mm-hmm. and it's called cyberpunk red yep uh so i'm really excited for that do they have a release date i know the pre-release 
or the the game comes with a source book. Ooh. It says it comes with a cyberpunk source book, and I don't know if that's the game book or sure. if it's just like, hey, this is kind of what's going on. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if it's going to be like a thing. Interesting or not? I hope it is. Me too. They have a website for it. It's terrible. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah. <laughs> so the the company that's always published Cyberpunk mm-hmm. is like Talus. Tal- what's it called? Talus Rana or something. I can't. It's a weird. It's one of those companies that keeps making game books. Sure. But like, it's so niche. Yep. That it's never it's never broken the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious what's going to happen after this shit pops. I don't know. I hope they can handle the amount of interest that's going to be there. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But um, I'm stoked. I'm so, so pumped for uh, yeah. Cyberpunk. Me too. Yeah. Once we left, they gave us, you know, the uh, like accountant uh, yeah, visors. Yeah, visors, sure. They gave us accountant visors that are yellow. Oh. And have the Cyberpunk logo on them. Dope. So we ended up walking around with those for most of the day. Yeah. Especially indoors with my sunglasses on. Perfect. Just to look like a complete ass. You gotta make it, make it fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, um... Do we play anything else? Oh, Atesh was a big fan of Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> okay. Sounds which, about uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, it's all of your swords. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, uh, our dudes. Our dudes, yeah. And there was a dagger that was a lady. And those are the only ones that we saw. But you basically run around in an isometric hack and slash game. Yeah. Level up your swords, which makes your relationship with your dude better. Yeah. And then you can go on dates and stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I don't think we played a whole lot else. I climbed. They had like a big Mario and Sonic Olympic Games thing. I saw that. So I climbed the rock wall and got a t-shirt out of it. Nice. So that was kind of cool. Does it have Sonic on it? No, it has all of the Sega systems over the years set in like a big ring. Oh, huh. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, What else? Oh, yeah, we tried to get into a lot of, uh, like, media and reservation areas. And they just told you to F off. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Under so many words. Yeah. But, yeah, they had a cyberpunk one that were like, hey, yeah, can we get on? And like, <laughs> maybe the last day. Yeah. If you're lucky. Sure. So, we got kicked out of a lot of places. It was fun. <laughs> Yay. And, yeah, and I don't think we saw much else. It's a big place. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I heard they didn't have a lot going on this year, though. Yeah, there wasn't a lot that we wanted to play, and it was oh. mostly at the at the offshoot yes. presentations. Yep. Yeah. Which it, it has been going that way for a while. Yeah. But more so this time. Yeah. They had a closed off demo area of uh, the Sinking City. Oh, really? Which I've been really wanting to play for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks neat. Yeah, and there was nobody playing, and I was like, "Hey, man, can we play this?" And he looked at my badge, and it's like. Uh, it's reservations. It's like, but nobody's playing it. It's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Burn. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. It wasn't, you know, so many words, but there was yeah. another, um, some sort of werewolfy game next to it too that I wanted to try out. Huh. But yeah, a lot of stuff that was reservation only that kind of sucked. Yeah. That's or a like Final Fantasy VII where it's like, oh yeah, get your tickets immediately. Yeah. Otherwise you're not playing it at right. all. For sure. So a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah, aside from that, it was just a fun day. Yeah, and good. Got to see Cyberpunk, which is what I was there for, and yeah. now I'm hooked on Legion. Yeah, so it's cool. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I went to a Final Fantasy 14 themed wedding. I saw. I know. Uh, and by themed wedding, I mean, I think everybody in the bridal party, as well as the bride and groom, were like really big into 14. Um, 
a lot of them have been cosplayers for a very long time. So the girl made her own dress and then it was like a normal wedding dress, but mm-hmm. then sewed a bunch of um, like faux armor. Sure. It wasn't true armor, but yeah. up close you could see it because it was still like white on white. But you could see a lot of really cool texture up top, like mm-hmm. scale mail, like on the shoulders and stuff. It was really cool. Uh, some people came fully dressed up in their cosplay gear. Yeah. Like there was a <laughs> Sir Emmerich. I don't know if you've seen him yet, but he's up in the Ishgard area. Yeah. I haven't been to Ishgard yet. Okay. It's pre Ishgard. Like you can see it while still in A Realm Reborn. Oh. Like just once you get into the frosty areas where all the dragons are. Oh, I've been there. Uh, he's Is all. Is he the elf guy? Yeah, the elf guy with the big gold shoulders and blue tabard. Yep. There was a dude with the exact armor. Yeah. And it looked crazy. But not an elf. No. Mm. He was much shorter it's than an too elf. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little unfortunate. Yeah. But it was an awesome wedding. They used, like, all the music from the game, too. Easy. Slam yeah. dunk. Yeah. The bride walked out to a boss battle song, which was kind of sure. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a ton of fun. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, they have that fat chocobo deal right now. Oh, man. Did you see they put all the Final Fantasy OSTs on Spotify? No. Yeah, they're on there. Oh, man. Yeah. Every one of them? I think so. Shit. Yeah. I'm going to have to go through some of those. Worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Fat Chocobo deal, though. Yeah. So Amazon has a cross-promotion going. I guess they've done these before mm-hmm. um, for the Fat Chocobo specifically. Oh, okay. So they have a new expansion coming out for yeah. um, Final Ju- Fantasy XIV. And July 2nd, I think. The second is the real release. If you pre-release, if mm-hmm. you pre-order it, it comes out the 24th or something. Okay. like a week ahead. So I pre-ordered it last weekend. Nice. Um, because I started playing again a little bit. It's a fun game. It's great. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so basically if you spend nineteen ninety nine or more mm-hmm. on certain items in the video game section of Amazon, yep. you will be sent a code to redeem in game for a giant mount that is a very fat chocobo. Yeah. And this one is a black one. So yeah. I guess for heaven's word, they had a white one. Mm. And there's a yellow one floating around somewhere, too. Yeah. Yellow one you can just buy on the Mog Station for, oh. like, 20 bucks. Okay. Reasonable. It's pretty pricey. I bought a video game and get a free black chocobo. Yeah, right? So I, I'll take it. I mean, did you get your code yet? No. It's supposed okay. to take about two days. Okay. Um, and it says when you check out, it's like, hey, like, you qualify for this. We're going to email you a code in two days. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. I did not see that. I bought a 20 buck uh, PSN gift card. Did it say eligible for the Chocobo thing? I was looking for any notification. It of says a like deal. in the price. It says one promotion, like qualify for a promotion. Didn't see any. Well, then like you that. didn't do the right one. God damn it! Get it together, bro. I mean, I scanned through. I clicked on the link that they linked directly. Yeah, and I saw nothing. That I'll, sh- said I'll show promotion. you. It's super straightforward, but hmm. sometimes people have trouble with things. Hey, if anybody's had trouble setting up accounts for Final Fantasy fourteen, it's you. It's me. So what happened lately with me in fourteen? Well, so anyway, I bought <laughs> NBA two K nineteen because why not? Sure. And then I get this code, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then I realized Persona 5 was on there, and I'm like, I fucking should have bought that. But whatever. It'll still be 20 bucks. There you go. Um, Can you get multiple codes? I don't know. I would assume not. But I could be wrong. Well, if you can, I could just Venmo you 20 bucks, and you can buy yourself Persona 5, and then give me the code. Or you just buy Persona 5, and I'll I just already take have it off Persona your hands 5. for $20. I already have it. I already have the digital But I one. don't. Is what I'm saying. So you want to create the extra step? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I'm, gonna, I'm on board. I'm going to show you the right one to buy first, <laughs> and we'll go from there. 
Um, where was I going to go with this? Amazon, Chocobo. I was going to say something. Mm. No idea. Yep. It's gone. Derailed. Fuck. Was it a good one? I don't know. Maybe? <laughs> probably. It's probably great. Oh, is, good. Is the issue. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it's just an Amazon deal. Yeah, it's just an Amazon deal. You wanted Persona 5. Yeah, and I got NBA 2K19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hands on his head. Man. Frustration <laughs> abound. I don't remember. Oh, man. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe. I have delusions sometimes. Man, doesn't everybody? No. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Not full-blown ones. <laughs> Full-blownsies. Full-blownsies. <laughs> Dibsies. <laughs> Perfect. Um... What else is going on? Uh, went to Star Wars Land. Oh, yeah. Went there on Father's Day because my dad's still down in the tropics. Pretty much forever. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> went to Star Wars Land. And going into it, it's Disneyland. Disneyland is not really my thing. But we got into Star Wars Land, and it was really cool. It looks really neat. It is like the spitting image, visually stunning. Like, it looks like you're there. Yeah. There's a bunch of interactive uh, cast members that are out there too, yeah, which really make you feel like you're there, yeah. And uh, it's we, really an immersive very, experience, yeah. It's like Westworld, basically, yeah. yeah. We had a Kylo Ren that was like walking around questioning people while we were in line. Happened upon a stroller full of two kids. They were probably like five, yeah, <laughs> maybe. And uh, he questioned them about the whereabouts of Ray or somebody else, sure. And then as soon as he left, one of the kids just started bawling. Yeah. And just tears streaming down his face and was terrified. Good. So, yeah, Kylo left a good impression. They should understand the danger they're in. Yeah. So the way you get into this place is you have to make a reservation. Yeah, there's a time slot. It's a four-hour time slot. And the shitty part is that as soon as you get into the park, uh, they set up a queue for the variety of different things. There's basically... The ride plus three attractions, and the attraction number one is build your own lightsaber. Yeah, which is totally worth it. Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks, but you can get in there and they go. It's through. like a build a bear, but for lightsabers. Yeah, but with pageantry to it. Right. Yeah, that's uh, what a build a bear is. Do they have pageantry in there? Big time. Oh, I've never. Oh man, build a bear. It's great. I just assumed it was like, hey, build your shit. No, it's out. cool. It's really cool. It's okay. a great thing for kids. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah so very much like a build a bear then. Yeah. Uh, they have a droid workshop, which is also a build a bear. Oh. They have. Um, bb8 models or r2 models r2 all the way and you buy a tray and it gives you like instructions like a lego sheet basically and then you go to a conveyor belt and it's just spitting out pieces nice and you have to gather the correct pieces that you want you can mix and match colors if you feel like it if you want to be a lunatic yeah 100 percent. yeah and then you just grab the ones you want um put them in a cart and then take them up to a stand where you get to put them together you get to use like a pneumatic drill kind of thing to screw in some of the things that's fun and then they quote-unquote activate it for you by putting it in a little container and then it sort of powers up visually uh-huh. but it's like a bluetooth sync between it and the controller it's adorable it just looks cool it's yeah like, gives you a big um it's like initializing startup mode you know personality injection etc et all cetera. that stuff yeah yeah and then once you're done then it, they show you how to work it they show you how to like put the personality chips if you want to buy personality chips which change the beeps oh beep and, changers yeah and to put them in the robot itself sure and then they give you a little carrying case, and then you're on your way. But the remote for it is like a regular Nintendo brick. Yeah. But, like, thicker. Yeah. And it's got a bunch of buttons on it. And those buttons, you know, they control the, the droid, but it also can control things around the park. 
oh, neat. So there might be some droids that are just off in a corner, and if you hit some buttons, you'll interact with them. Oh, weird. And it might control a certain water fountain that oh. you can just like turn on at a distance. You and zap people with it? I don't know. It's too bad. They allude to a lot of different activities there. Yeah, but it's more the mystery than... The, exactly. Yeah. It's like the Harry Potter wand Dope. at uh, Universal. Yeah, it's that's like, cool. what does this do? Oh, uh, magic, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also have the cantina, which you get to go into, but the line is also yeah. like two hours long. It's like the only place you can drink in Disneyland. Correct. Other than California Adventure. Right. Well, yeah. that's not yeah. part of... Technically not, not part of Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably another park. Yes. Uh, but you can go in there. I'm, we weren't too intrigued with it. Like, we didn't want to go. Because I hear it looks really cool. Oh, God. The rest but... of the park does. I can only imagine the cantina does, yeah. too. Yeah. But, yeah. Didn't That's feel good. like going in there. I read a whole thing on Polygon about this dude they mm-hmm. had a couple dudes go in there and write up their own write-ups mm. uh, write up their own that's stupid but you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying yes um they and, drafted a sheet of paper with words on it <laughs> they typed it into the word processor <laughs> um and it, it's pretty interesting because uh-huh. they both had pretty different experiences but Ooh. came away with the exact same like feelings what of the of the place i like it yeah. that's cool i'm gonna have to give that a read that sounds yeah. interesting one of them had the full lightsaber thing mm-hmm. that's why i know Gotcha. What it's like or have an idea of it. Yeah. Great. It's great. I love it. It's really cool. Yeah. Like I, I wish was, this should happen like 15 years ago. I know. But I was shocked with how much fun I was having there. Yeah. And just being able to walk around. It's like, yeah, this is great. Plus, one of the best parts, in my opinion. Stormtroopers. No, the oh. Play Disneyland app. If you use right. it in the park, it turns into like a mini game mm-hmm. where you get to... There's like four different mini games while you're in there. So you get the initial quest because it's a quest log that oh. you can play with multiple people. And it's like, okay, you're here. Now we need you to go hack into this one oh, thing. Oh, you're like working for the rebellion or something? You can work for anyone. Oh, dope. So you can work for the first order. You can work for, you know, the other guys. Others as well. You can be a smuggler if yeah. you want, which is basically when you get the branching dialogue options, it's the give me more money option. Nice. And then you get smuggler reputation. Okay. But you get a run around the park, and it gives you, as you progress, it gives you locations of things. So it's like, oh, you found a schematic. That shows you where a variety of hacking spots are within this region. Or you might find, oh, there's scanning locations where you can tune into the radio frequencies. Nice. So it's like an AR kind of thing. Very, yeah. yeah. But as you do that, you get to unlock stuff for your avatar. So, like, I have a Jawa outfit now that I get to wear. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so when you walk around, you get a like hack. So you get to do mini games where you get to unlock things and you know do missions for other people. Yeah, people give you a call on the available uh, job board, and then you can select them and start activating those missions if wow. you want to try to complete them. Fancy. Uh, I think I spent like two hours while we were in line doing things, sure. trying to complete that. Yeah, I think I got halfway through it. So there's like there's a lot of content there. That's cool. Yeah, but they also have a signal um, scanner thing. Where you need to point your phone towards the y-axis, mm-hmm. and once you align it with the y-axis, then you have to rotate your phone to get the x-axis to sync up. Yeah, to yeah. do like a full crosshair, and then once you do that, then you either get a message that you can decode, or it gives you like a signal scrambler that you have to unscramble and oh. then cut like the pieces of the transmission to where you need it. Wow. And then once you do that, then you get to unlock like lore, backstory, all this other stuff. That's awesome. But the other cool thing. Oh, geez. There's two more cool things, actually. One of them is a translator. 
Yeah. So as you look at different things, you can type in on their alphabet and try to figure out what it means. Uh, so you can, you know, decode because everything's in their tongue there. Yeah. You get to decode it as you walk around and see stuff, which is rad. Yeah. I really like that. Uh-huh. But they also have a scanner and it scans labels. So there's a bunch of weird labels. It's like an RFID scanner. Yes. Or it's uh, a, I mean, a QR, Q- code. QR code. Yeah. They're weird little symbols, but they're upon a bunch of boxes uh, in line for the Millennium Falcon ride. Okay. Also around the park. And these are cargo containers, and they might contain something of interest, like a new, you know, outfit for your guy. Oh. But when you scan them, it um, it gives you, like, an engram that you have to decode. And then once you decode it, then it unlocks. So oh, wow. So you get the thing. But there's also missions and jobs associated with breaking specific ones. Mm. And one mission that I did not get a complete but was in progress for was, like, a multi-tier mission, where when you're in line for the smuggler's run, which is the... Um, Millennium Falcon ride that's currently active. Okay. There's a bunch of really interesting, well, maybe not interesting. There's a lot of curious um, crates that are hidden oh. away. Curious crates. On your, on the, like the line. Uh-huh. And if you look at them in a certain way, you might find one of those QR codes. Oh, weird. So then you have to <laughs> lean your phone over and scan it and then decode it while you're in line. And Yeah. But this mission is like. Have you found them all? Oh. And so it's like, no, I have more to scan, or yes, I found them all. And I assume it gives you tiered rewards based on how many you find inside. Oh. So sure. I've been I was trying to collect them all during our attempts over there, but was unable to yeah. on our first visit. That's neat. But the well, ride plus since you only have time to go through the ride once. Uh the ride was very short oh. as far as the line. Our first one was like twenty minute line, and the last one was fifteen minutes. Oh weird. It was awesome. Because it's like timed so well. Yeah. And everybody else was in line for the lightsabers. That was like a one and a half hour line. Plus they sold out right in front of me. They were like they capped the line at X number of people. Yeah. And the person in front of me was the last one. Oh I know. Woof. I was like, yeah, son of a bitch. That I should have been here two minutes earlier. Yeah. But it was right when we got inside. Yeah. Uh, the droid thing was like an hour and a half also waiting in line to do that. Merch and the lines. cantina was also two hours. Yeah. But the ride itself, very short. Huh. Also the ride has six slots, mm-hmm. two pilots, two yeah. gunners and two engineers. It's adaptable for a number of people in there. Oh. So the first time we didn't get paired up with anybody. So it was just Joanne and I, she piloted and I engineered and the game compensated for just having us too. Oh, so we did the gunner part. No. Well, it did like some auto stuff for one half, Yeah. but the other half was left out. So it still felt like we were getting all of the things that we needed to accomplish okay. accomplished. Sure. But it reacted accordingly, which I was not expecting. Huh. And then we did it again with a full group of six, and it was really fun. Um, they have, like, a staggered point system. Okay. Because the goal is to get a thing. You can get one or two things. Sure. But you could fail on the second one. You also gain and lose credits based on... Um, the amount of extra stuff that happened. So, like, if you're a gunner and you waste shots, that costs money. If you crash into more stuff and require more repairs, that costs more money. So yeah. you're going to get less points. Sure. If you're an engineer and you fuck up and you get, you know, more body damage, then yeah. that costs more money. <clears throat> huh. So you can, like, there's going to be a group of people that are going to try to perfect it. Of course. And I'm excited to see how that how quickly that's going to occur. Yeah, probably pretty fast. I Probably, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it was I wonder a ton how of many fun. like variable uh, levels they have where like stuff has to happen in some sort of randomness. I think there was only one level. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, unsure at this point. Hmm. But yeah, it was really cool. That's neat. I highly suggest going. Yeah. 
maybe <laughs> we'll see it was really cool yeah it sounds awesome yeah but we got lucky it was super muggy yeah on that day awesome but <laughs> i mean it was very cloudy which was great and yeah. then around noon it got real muggy yeah and then it stopped being real muggy and then was just nice yeah sure it was like 70 the whole day it could be worse oh god it was fantastic yeah the mugginess went away and it was just cloud cover and then I got ambushed by Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, we were on the way out, and I was just, you know, I was scanning crates <laughs> like a jerk. He just jumped you? Yeah, he ran out of where the new ride's going to be. Oh. And he's just walking out, and he's like, ah! And then he charged <laughs> me and, you know, attacked. Yeah. He's a Wookiee, um, so. Oh, another cool thing. Uh, with the uh, with the ride itself, Joanne had crashed the, you know, She was the pilot. She crashed. Yeah. Pretty good. But when we went to the store and we bought something, they said, so which one of you crashed the Millennium Falcon? Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, how do you know? <laughs> so they try to like interact with you on multiple levels. Yeah, that's neat. Because they want to, or wanted, I'm not sure, uh, for your experiences in the Millennium Falcon to carry over to the rest of the park. Huh. Hmm. So yeah, I'm very intrigued with how that's going to go. Weird. Yeah. It's cool. Let's see. Yeah, that was my experiences. Then I just got games in Chernobyl. So I, I have a couple of things. So Microsoft and Sony both announced next-gen systems mm-hmm. for 2020. Um, Microsoft Scarlet, yep. which is the code name now, and then PS5, we're assuming. Probable. Sony wasn't at E3 this year. Correct. So they'll probably make an announcement next month or something like that, or in yeah. April or some shit. Um, kind of interesting stuff so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole video they had for the Microsoft <laughs> Scarlet thing was fucking stupid. <laughs> I like the claim for 120 frames. Sure. That's and nice. I also liked the uh, having solid state. What did they say? They said so- SSD and solid state drive in the same sentence oh, as good. two different things. Nice. And I'm like, you motherfuckers don't know. Who fucking, <laughs> who, who, what are you talking about? <laughs> so that was cool. Uh-huh. Um, it seems like all the features, the ray tracing and stuff like that, that they, they touched on for Scarlet. Basically, mm-hmm. Sony is saying we also have that. Sure. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. We'll Absolutely. see, we'll see what comes out. Um, I mean, they're also saying backwards compatibility is going to be in finally. there for four or for oh. five, for PS five at least. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're on the same architecture yeah. system wise, it's more of a hardware upgrade. Sure. So we'll see, but still no PS two. Uh, I know. No, man, it's hard. I just want to play my Corona cross on there. Hey, look, I want to play all my old games because so they're the best ones, but um, a lot of them are, you know, it is what it is. It is. A lot of them are in the PlayStation, um, buy more stuff. Guy game library. It's like the, it's like the, the subscription service. Sure. I think it's like 14 bucks or 10 bucks. And then you get access to like a all the games, but they're all old games a month or per year. It's a month. Okay. Yeah, which would be cool if you want to play something and you're like, cool, I'm going to get this for a month and play it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're not going to want to play it more than a month generally. Depending on the game, yeah. Yeah. If it's a super long RPG, it might I think they're just hoping you'll find something else in there you want to play and then you'll essentially have it forever. True. You know, but, um, I mean, I guess compared to the Nintendo one where it's like 20 bucks for a bunch of games I don't want to play for a year. Yes. It's like, 20 bucks a year for stuff I don't really care about or 15 bucks. It's all about the, the breadth the of the assortment, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing I, I have to look at what they have in there. They have so many games. Though. Good. It's hard to go through. Very good. Um, other things I have, they're making a monster hunter movie. Why? I don't know. So, okay. um, 
It's by Paul <laughs> W.S. Anderson, who did the Resident Evil films. Mia Djokovic is in it. Ron Perlman. Okay. Tony Jaa, who's like Ong Bak. Yeah. He's in it. Um, there was like a trailer leaked for it, and I uh-huh. watched it. It looked horrible. Great. I'm super excited. Cool. Yeah. So, that, so that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like King Kong with a party? No, it's like Monster Hunter the game. I know. Like, there's like Diabolos in it. There's like oh. a flying Rathlos. How are they going to kill them all in an hour? Or hour and well, a half? Well, so what happens is, so the plot <laughs> the plot is that Mia Djokovic is part of some special forces team or some bullshit. She's really outside of her element. Out of her comfort zone. And then they get like pulled in through a wormhole or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in Monster Hunter world. Okay. That's it. <laughs> So far, that's all we got. But uh, and then you know they gotta hunt monsters, okay, or something. Sure. So, all right, that's cool. Um, there's an expansion coming out for Monster Hunter, oh. which actually looks really cool. It's like a ice area, sure. So there's all these new like frost yaks and yep. whatever the fuck frost beasts, cold shit. Yeah, which looks kind of neat. That is cool. Um, Those environments in that game were so good. Really well done. It's a fun game. Yeah. I mean, fuck, man. I played the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Like, too much, maybe. I played a lot, too, but not nearly as much as you. I don't know. I got brain problems. You were you were BD in it. I was playing it a lot with that dude from work, so yeah. that, that helped. Oh, yeah. I was BD in it, though. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Division 2, the gunner class specialization came out today. Nice. Um, you saw what I was trying to do in there. Yeah, so you showed me the new talent trees. Yeah, there's new talent trees, which is awesome, um, which makes it more varied <laughs> for specializations and... You're not really niched out so hard. Um, and then additionally, <clears throat> sorry. How they, dare you? They did like, yeah, the gunner releases <laughs> in like a five tier system. Mm-hmm. So you have to do all these pretty tough challenges to get it, which is cool. Cause I like that. if you're already at the end of the game, you know, he needs more content. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, if you have the year one pass, which is $40, you get the gunner. There's other stuff that comes with it. Sure. But 40 bucks seems like a lot. It does. They also give you a lot of pre... They give you stuff early yeah. with the year one pass. That's kind of their thing. Hmm. Which I get it. If I didn't have time to play, I would get it. Yeah. If but, it was a game that was your primary game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've put probably four days into the division yep. total. That's I mean, it's a ton of hours. Yeah, it's a good amount of time. So, and it's not like work days. It's like, hey, you've played this for like four days. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you say it like that? Uh-huh. Um, it is a little in your face, right? Yeah. So, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> it looks cool. The gunner looks awesome. It does. I, I really want to get it. Also, um, I showed you that epic or the chained um, exotic quest thing that oh, I found. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's neat. You got to find belts. I found a belt, and now I have to go find other belts. Mm-hmm. And I assume I get a gun, like a handgun, from this later. Makes probably. Sense. You're going for holsters now. I think. I gotta. Yeah, you're right. I got a belt. And now I need to find holsters. Yeah. So maybe you're going to be a cowboy at the end of this. Maybe I will. Can you do wheel pistols? No. Maybe I will later. Yeah. That'll be very not Tom Clancy. No. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick was Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh-oh. Or do we want to wrap up with that? Do you have... No, do some Kingdom Hearts. So I bought it. Uh-huh. Because it was on sale. And I'm sure. like, you know what? I like the gummy ship. Yeah. I love the gummy ship. You were all about that. I fucking love it. And um, I'm like, I'll play some Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, fuck me, dude. (laughs) This game is like for... I don't know who this game's for. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, like, the gameplay loop is tedious as fuck. Okay. Like, the combat sucks. Ooh. Um, it's like a really shitty version of Final Fantasy 15. Ouch. Like, okay. Without the cool stuff. Gotcha. But, and dumb. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> and then you have, like, Goofy, like, you go into a cutscene uh-huh. and you're like, do, 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 and everyone talks like kids. And Googie's like, what do we do, Sora? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> and then Donald is like, just speaking nonsense. Because uh-huh. you can't tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, he's spitting on everything. Oh my god. And like, <laughs> it's just so dumb. And like, the intro to the game is like, oh hey, you lost your powers. Uh-huh. Like, of fuck course. me, man. You like, gotta always oh, I just lost my powers. Yeah. So like, you have to go help Hercules, fight Hades. Sure. And I love Hades uh-huh. as a character. Yeah. Like, he's hilarious, mm-hmm. and they do a really good job with Hades. Good. And I got through that. I've probably put, like, six to eight hours into it. Mm-hmm. And I got through that part. I beat the bosses, whatever. Zeus is free. I don't know. Sure. And then they're like, hey, go to this other town. I'm like, cool. And it's like, where's Scrooge McDuck? It's where it's where uh, DuckTales Duck is. And I'm like, dope. I love DuckTales. Sure. And it's just so dumb. Oh, no. And like, um, then I got gummy ship sidetracked mm-hmm. and I, I like building the gummy ship, Yeah, but they changed it. So the oh, gummy ship no. used to be like Star Fox. Yeah. Right. So now the gummy ship is like, um, it's like a bullet hell, like Galaga kind of thing. Okay. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. I get that. But like, they don't give you enough of the gummy ship pieces to start to make a cool gummy ship. Ah. And I'm like. I don't know how much of this game I want to play, guys. Like, you're really backing me into a corner here. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. That sounds um, like an effort and frustration for you. It's, it's weird. Because, okay. like, I can sit down and I can play it. Yeah. But, like, there's so many roll eyes moments. Oh, okay. Sure. Where it's just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we doing this? Sure. The economy's weird. Makes sense. The boss fights are weird. Hmm. Um, it seems like that's where they would shine. You know? On those big moment boss fights. Yeah. And I remember liking 2. Okay. Like, I remember 2 was a challenge mm-hmm. in certain parts and was fun. And I didn't feel like it was for little kids. Okay. And that wasn't that long ago. When was it? I don't know. Probably a long time ago. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's just, like, I feel like this thing is, is just not for me. Okay. And, you know? Sure. And I'm not, like, I'm not a huge Disney fan. Mm-hmm. I don't not like Disney stuff. But, like, I'm a big Squaresoft fan. Yep. And, like, I figured, like, that would be enough. And especially because I like two. Yeah. And now I don't even know what the fuck's going on. It's, like... That's disappointing. It's... Yeah. And then, like, you know, I talk to people and they're like, oh, I played through the whole thing. I loved it. And Mm. I'm like, I don't... (laughs) But how? I don't know what to think about these people anymore. (laughs) Like... (laughs) What ha- what ha- who hurt you? Oh man. You know, like it's so weird. Sure. It came out in 2005. Oh wow. So it's old. Yeah. 14. But I was an adult. I was out of high school. This is true. So what how happened? bad could it have been? I don't know. And I don't think I got it when it was new. Sure. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. Suspicious. And so that that's my my gaming rant. Do you find yourself playing it again? Probably not. It's in my PlayStation right now. Yep. So. So it's going to be ejected when the next game comes out. Probably. Yeah. Probably. What, um, how much time did you put into it? I think six to eight hours. Okay. Which I felt like was a fine amount. Yeah. But like, I just got my first other weapon. Mm-hmm. 
um, which you hot switch in combat. Okay, look. Oh, so combat. <laughs> so it's a classic lock on whack the shit out of this sure. little heartless dude, which are the same fucking models that they had in two. And it's like, come on, guys, like mm. you're not doing anything new here. Okay. Which is frustrating. Sure. But then there's also these things that trigger. And it's it's a cool novelty at first. Okay. And it's like there's a certain enemy in a big enough fight that'll have like a aura around him. You kill him and it unlocks or bomb him or whatever the fuck you call it in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and you <laughs> and it unlocks like a, an attraction is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's called an attraction event. And depending on the level and what's going on in the battle, um, it'll give you a Disney ride or like something that okay. is like an attack, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's interesting. So like one of them's like um, a big swinging ship from like the Electric Light Parade. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you just womp it back and forth, and it has like a button you press to do different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, neat. Yeah, but that's then cool. like that comes up a lot. Oh, so it's like I hate it. I see. It's like having a summon. Yep. Every fight that's not very good. Yep. <clears throat> and having to watch the cutscene every time. Right. Yep. And then there's another one that's like the teacups, where you all hop in teacups and you just sure. do that thing, which is cool. <laughs> uh-huh. It's neat. And there's one where you do the Buzz Lightyear, like shoot the thing. Yeah. And it goes in a first person mode. Okay. And you like shoot the thing and you laser everybody. And that's stuff. cool. Totally. But like it happens so often. That's you're like I don't want to do it. Yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> and then like. <laughs> And then the different Keyblades have different ones as well. Like mm-hmm. the Hercules one, you uh, your Pegasus comes with a chariot and shoots lightning everywhere and sure. stuff. And you're like, dope. But yeah. after... It can happen every fight. Does it have to happen every fight? You trigger it. Sure. But, there's, but if you want to finish the fight fast, oh. I don't know what the best way to do it is. I see. So... Mm. That's I'll, frustrating. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it if you want. Um... But I'd be interested to see how quick I stop playing. It's <laughs> a good th- test. I think that's where I'm, my head's at. I'm trying to play other stuff. I'm not going to play it. Sure. If you want, if you don't want to play current stuff and want to play it, I'd rather you play a division with me than spend time playing that. Me too. So <laughs> maybe we'll just table it for a little while. Sure. But like, yeah, it's interesting. I, it, I don't have anything great to say about it. I can tell the gummy ship. <laughs> uh-huh. I like in theory, yeah. But I have to mute it when I'm working on my gummy ship because the music is so fucking annoying. Oh my god! Like it's I don't know what age group this game is for. Sure, like legit, I don't know. Yeah, because nobody understands the storyline. So no, it doesn't make any sense. It's not a story game. No, and like the clothes are weird. Everyone's weird. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dressed weird, and it's beyond like weird Final Fantasy. Yes, like why are there so many buckles? Yep. It's just like nothing here makes sense. <laughs> You know, like... Uh, the buckles. I don't know. Devastating. Devastated. Yeah. 30 Both. bucks. Sure. I'm like, it's on sale, whatever. Uh-huh. I'll try it. Everyone says it's good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I want to kill everything. <laughs> Dunky said it was bad. Should have listened. Dunky says a lot of stuff's bad. That is true. He's usually right, though. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> That's my fault. I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the Dunky about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't catch it that often anymore. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's my fault. Have you ever seen girlfriend reviews? Yes. Oh, my God. I just discovered them today. Yeah, so there's... Um, they I have... was reading something about The Witcher, uh-huh. and someone's like, every time I hear this one thing, I think of the girlfriend reviews, 
review of the witcher okay. and it's like it's them saying something and i sure. think it was like roach or yeah. saying it a certain way come on roach yeah and it was like them from the girlfriend reviews like copying it ah. and apparently that's like become part of the meta interesting for reddit now they have one specifically about kingdom hearts 3 oh where she was in that enchanted field that you were previously where it's like oh yeah disney stuff cool and right. then they started playing it and she's like what the fuck right Hundred percent. Yeah. So there's many people that are in your boat. The weird thing is they just drop you into it like you should know what's going on. Oh, good, good. You're talking to fucking Yen Sid, that creepy wizard with no eyebrows. Sure. You know, and it's just Disney backwards. Uh-huh. Who the fuck are you fooling? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like Quinos and guy Sony from, EQ. Whoa. The guy from the guy from <laughs> Fantasia, right? That's uh-huh. that, that motherfucker. And he's like, hey, you fucking dicks, like, figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck me, man. Fuck me. That's a really good thing to do for a 14-year-old sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's not even taking place after 2. It's good. after all the weird, like, GBA. Yeah, and, like, like 2.7 nocturnal something. Nocturnal sometimes. emission. I don't know. Yeah. Shit's so fucking whack. Yeah. Ugh. I'm upset. You should be. I'm upset now. Good. I got myself all worked up. Well, how about that Chernobyl? Were oh. you upset about that? It was really good. It was so stressful Such to watch. Such a bummer. There is no redeeming quality to your soul in that show. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Okay. And I'm going to disagree because of the main characters. Sure. They had, within the whole series yes. of five episodes. Yes. Uh, Boris managed to have a great arc. Yeah. And so did the main scientist whose name I don't remember. It's a hard name. They yeah. all have really hard names. Boris's. Nice and easy. Yeah. But he had a great arc. Mm-hmm. Like, Skarsgård. Yeah, Skarsgård. Just a fantastic last name He's for an actor. He's a great actor, yeah. But yeah, like even his arc was like redemption. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the bright light for humanity that might be there. Totally. And, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think the character arcs were amazing. Yes. But globally, oh, God, yeah. dire as fuck. Absolutely. And like it makes you feel bad. Yeah. About life. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I really like what they did with it. Oh, yeah. And it's a good story to tell. But like, fuck me, man. Like, I don't want anything to do with any of this shit. Yeah. That's terrible. How close we apparently came to just nuclear devastation. Just complete world d- destruction. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Yes. And then to see it boil down to, like, one guy's hubris is... This motherfucker's cheaped out on some stuff. Ooh. Well, it's really just the state. I mean, like, well, the whole... Well, not, not even cheaping out on it. It's just that one guy that wanted to impress his boss. Well, yeah. Fuck that guy in particular. The root, the root cause yes. is deeper the root causes at, at the high level that guy is just a, a total cs 100 percent. yeah but um it was really good yeah if you have Super hbo good. totally watch chernobyl 100 percent. the sound design in there it'll, is phenomenal it'll bum you out yeah totally 100 percent. it'll stress you out too yeah so just know that going in yeah and there's it's you know there's not it's history. It is. I don't know how close to the real thing it is. I assume it's close enough. I presume that is correct. But, um, I mean, it doesn't go well. You know what it tells me? Is how ineffective games have been at emulating radiation. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen a game. Like, the closest that I've seen any sort of realistic, quote-unquote, realistic interaction with radiation is maybe, like, Fallout 2 and then maybe Stalker. Stalker's pretty good, but like, Stalker gets you with other stuff. It, it does. Yeah. But, I mean, that kind of... I don't know of any other I mean, good I think, representation of it in any game. I think um, 
Metro does a really good job. Not with necessarily radiation, mm-hmm. but with just the dangers of environments. Sure. Like when you're up top and you can't breathe and you're yeah. like, I'm going to die right yeah, now. Yeah, that is a fair point. Um, that is close. Yeah. Adam actually does a really good job. Does like, it really? You go near anything metal, like an mm-hmm. old car. Yeah. And you just like. Oh, shit. And your radiation goes through the roof and you're like, well, I'm going to die if I don't take care of this. <laughs> so uh, I, it took me a while to figure that out because they don't tell you. Mm. They just kind of say it in passing. Yeah. One if of you ask people oh, and they're wow. like, oh, yeah, like old cars and stuff will fucking really get you. Sure. And then I go to like loot something. I'm like, oh, why isn't this looted? And uh, then I'm like, well, now I know now why. That makes sense. Fucking A. That's really cool. Like helicopters and shit. Sure. But um, oh, yeah, man. it's terrible. Like the really the the biggest sign in that is when that dude picks up that piece of graphite and he's like, look at this weird rock. And uh-huh. the guy's like, I know, right? Weird rock. <laughs> and then you just see the guy sitting down later with his glove off and his hand looks like yeah. a bunch of like broiled hamburger. And you're <laughs> like, fuck me. All that dude did was touch a weird rock. Yeah. With his gloves on. With his gloves, his firefighter yeah. gloves. Yeah. And he basically melted. Yeah. Pretty right much. there. Yep. I mean. And then the other guy's boss says, let's go into the ship. Yes. And then you see all hope vanish. Yeah. Or like the one guy who he makes him look into the reactor. Oh, my God. And he's like, you good, man? He turns around. He's like, I'm literally red. <laughs> so, no, I'm not good. Got a bit of a sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. It's and it's just like pure awful. gamma radiation. Yeah. Which is, I guess, the worst kind. Um, which maybe. is why the Hulk is so cool. Yeah, he's just so buff. Yeah. From all them G-rays. He's just sucking in G-rays. <laughs> but, like, it, it was really good. It was super good. Um, I was super impressed with it. Yes. I mean, really, HBO doesn't fuck around with their miniseries. Apparently. They do a really good job, generally. Good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <sighs> they need it. It's a real bummer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that Deadwood movie is really good. Is it out? Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw the preview for it, and it has, what's-his-face, Raylan Gibbons. Yeah, he's in Deadwood. He's in the I haven't seen Deadwood, Deadwood at oh. all. Ian McShane's in it. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant, they reference, you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raylan Gibbons. Yeah. But they reference uh, William Randolph Hearst, sure. which is cool because we went to Hearst Castle like a year ago or something. Yeah, it was now. a while ago. But yeah. He's got time. some stuff, but yeah, it's just cool to see. I love stuff that's near history. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how accurate the show is to anything, but any cowboy stuff is generally wrong. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of the takeaway. Yeah. It's the, it's the romanticized yes. West, but, um, it was really just a bunch of dirty people that smelled bad. Mm-hmm. Just murdering everybody. Just sometimes. Yeah. I mean, this was just a time when you could murder someone and just get away with it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to go like 30 miles that way. Mm-hmm. See you later. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Gone forever. Yeah. And then maybe you settle down and you're like, well, I learned my lesson. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I won't be killing nobody. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, let's see. Shall we end with some of the stuff I've started playing? Indeed. Uh, Dreams, that game I've been after for quite some time, is still in early access. The PlayStation one? Yes. Yeah, the where create you make your own. weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build your own games, build your own stuff, build your own music. Is that VR? No. It should. It might in the full game. I mean, it would make sense for some of the tools specifically. But started playing through it, went through some of the tutorials for game design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting. Have you ever messed with Unity? Yeah, I can't figure it out. Okay. So, you know in Unity how there's four windows? One of them's like your 3D scene, one yep. of them's code, the other two are like flat images. Yeah. Uh, it's basically that, but you're entirely in the 3D scene. 
Mm-hmm. So there's no coding or scripting at all. Yes. It's all objects that you attach and reference to each other. Okay. So it's very um, user-friendly, uh-huh. I guess. It's like, um, what was that weird game that came out on PlayStation that was like, uh, you're a sock dude? Oh, yeah. Little, Little Big, Big Planet. Planet. Yep. It's going to end up very being very similar to that sure. in the way that you can create stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, you reference everything as you need to. You can create like damage zones. I'm going to try to make a um, like an isometric silly RPG out of it. Sure. Just because it should be fairly quick, I think. And yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Um, the tutorials are a ton of fun. Just started getting how to animate objects. And like yeah. you can attach pistons to things so you can oh. create platformers. And, Neat. Yeah. Uh, a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm just sort of learning to do. That's but the cool. tutorial is very good because controlling... A 3D environment on six axes uh, with not, a controller. Not is, easy. Yeah, but the way that they teach you is very intuitive, huh. which is good. So okay. um, once you go through those tutorials, it's pretty much second nature. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Cool. I just started playing Invisible Ink. It's been... Yeah, it's an old, older game. Yeah, it's like two years. Mm-hmm. XCOM like style. Thing. Yeah, it's like 2070-ish. And you're part of this resistance organization where you break into megacorps yeah. and steal shit. Mm-hmm ton of fun so far like surprisingly engaging style was neat art's cool uh the storyline is really interesting as well so far but looking forward to playing more of that i've only put like an hour and a half into it so far and um oh game comes out today called bloodstained and this is by the creator of symphony of the night back in the konami era but he left konami and kickstarted this game in 2015 yeah and it's now out today yeah so people have been saying that it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in trying this out. So, like, did you read any of the the shit behind this? Uh, what shit? So, like, how they went from old graphics to new? Yeah. So basically, they're like, "Hey, like, here's the game," and everyone's like, "This looks fucking terrible." Yes. This is the worst. Yeah. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay, okay, we'll do it again." Mm-hmm. And they basically came back, and now it's finally coming out yes. after 14 years. He, well. Not 14. 57? No, it's in 2015. 2015? Oh, yeah. I thought it so, was longer. It's been four years, but he made a video. Yeah, I it's, saw the video. It was funny. Yeah, where he sort of pokes yeah. fun at that, which is really good. Um, the art style is still a little weird. Like It is a, weird. Isometric, strange. Yeah, playing like a Symphony of the Night within a full 3D world is a little off-putting to me at first. Yeah, it's, it's weird because <clears> it, it has like a 3D parallax. Yes. Right? So... Everything's 3D technically, but you're playing on a 2D plane. Yep. Which it it's odd. It is. It's going to yeah. take some getting used to, but it's cool. Um, do you remember the name of the Castlevania after Symphony of the Night? I think it might have been for Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, where you collect like familiars and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or like cards, card familiars, where you get powers from something them, like that. It seems to take mechanics from that game and Symphony of the Night and just meshes them all together. Actually, Aria of Sorrow, I think, is the G, is the D, DS one. Oh, I never played a DS <laughs> But they all have names like that. Yeah. Something along those Crescendo lines. Crescendo of Dissonance or something. That's like, going to be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. We're right there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, super looking forward to it. Apparently, all the different weapons in the game are very different in play style. Okay. Which I'm intrigued to see. And yeah, that's about it so far. Cool. Yeah. 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 What else? Uh, I played a lot of Wasteland 2. Interesting. Because uh, I had the itch. From playing Adam, sure. Um, and playing Adam made you want to play Wasteland Two instead yes. of playing Adam. Yes, interesting. Yeah, because Adam is you just hit a wall a lot. Ah, uh, in Wasteland Two, it's just like drive, 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 yep. drive. You know, yep. and um, 
I also have the issue where when I make a character, I want to do something else uh, every time. Yep. Right. And in a game like Adam, where there's a very hard like, hey, get this cool positive perk, and then have these negative values the entire game. Ooh. It's tough. Sure. It's tough like that. Because I feel like the ones in like Fallout Two, you're like, cool, like this is cool and mm-hmm. not so bad. Yeah. And this is cool and not so bad. But this one's like, this is cool, but like the downside is terrible. Ew. Like they're they're very like polarized. Sure. So like I did a guy who was really good at melee because mm-hmm. I'm like, this seems to be the best thing to do early game. Okay. And then I'm like, this is cool, but like I don't want to do this the whole game. Ah. So I made a guy who's good at talking, and I'm like, well, I can't get through the beginning of the game now. Oh, wow. Because I'm getting murdered all the time, and I'm having to reload and reload and reload. Fuck. And play, like, the RNG of traveling place to place. And, like, hey, you get ambushed. Or, like, hey, you ran into a traitor. Mm -hmm. Because it seems to be the game decides if you move a certain distance, essentially, Mm -hmm. depending on, like, it's some role when you go into the world map, that you will have a random encounter. Okay. But it doesn't decide what the random encounter is going to be. Because mm. what I found from dying so much is that I'll start going somewhere. If I try to go to the same place, yeah. it'll trigger at the exact same spot. Sure. But it'll be like, hey, you ran into a, 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 a caravan. Interesting. And I'm like, cool, you dick. Yep. Um, so. So it randoms the seed, but not the event. Yes. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. So there's another role there. Sure. I guess it's, I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's weird. There's just a lot of, um, it's fun mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the inventory system and how everything works and the AP points mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of shit. Um, it's right up my alley, yeah. but like a lot of it is like, Hey, like go spend a couple hours in this place. Then on your way out, you're going to get fucking killed <laughs> because guess what? Like these guys are going to kill you. And if you can't fight them off, you're going to die and Ugh. your game's over. And I'm like, sweet. Sick. <laughs> Good thing. I know that now. Yeah. Right. So I can go in thinking I'm prepared, come mm-hmm. out, still get killed, and be like, well, let's do that again. Fuck. So. Is there anything to allude to the fact that these events are going to occur? No. Great. Like, basically, one of the things, the, the mission you're given is to, well, okay. You're given a mission to go find these guys. Mm-hmm. They're going to check out a bunker. You leave your secret society fully geared out. Yeah. You get ambushed right away, jump. They take all your shit. You can't do anything about it. It's kind of frustrating. Sure. It's the classic thing you don't do, like, in an RPG game. Yep. Because it's, like, that pisses the players off. Absolutely. Um, They don't let you play with the toys first, though, so it's not as bad. Okay. Um, So then you start in this town, and you're like, okay, you got to... You should start the quest chain there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. Mm. You can go straight to the place. Sure. You go straight to the place. You can fight stuff on the way, and you can usually do okay. All right. And you're like, okay, I feel like I can probably make this. Sure. You go to the place, and there's three ways to get into it. Mm-hmm. You can pick the lock on the door, which you need ridiculously high lock picking to do. Okay. Um, you can run this electric cart into it to break it through it, which mm-hmm. you need very high skill to do. Sure. Uh, or you can talk to these guys who are camped outside. They're like, hey, uh, we saw all these guys go in there, and only some came out, but it looks like they already left. But they locked the door behind them, <laughs> and we want to loot this place, mm-hmm. but we're afraid to go in. Uh. So we'll open the door for you. You can take whatever you want, and we'll take whatever's left. And I'm like, cool. Sounds great. And then I go in, I fight all these stupid ants and shit, uh-huh. and spiders, and I kill them. And it's not that bad. It's not hard. Sure. And then I couldn't figure out how to open the elevator. Mm. So I left. And they're like, hey, um, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. And they're like, you're dead. 
Oh, great. Uh, so I went back later, figured out how to open the elevator. Mm-hmm. It's like an, actually an interesting thing because there's an old computer. Yeah. And it's like an if then. Oh, okay. So you read these messages to get a code for another room. Mm-hmm. But then there's another one like if if the elevator's locked, if the if something's in shutdown, open the elevator. Okay. And I couldn't figure it out because that didn't seem like a chain that made sense. Sure. But then I did it and it opened it. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And then so like that goes to a whole nother level, uh-huh. which is huge. Oh, wow. Full of enemies. Okay. And I went through and killed a lot of them and like opened all these chests and got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like great stuff, but stuff. And then I go out and these motherfuckers still kill me. And I'm like, I spent so much time yeah. in here. And that's just what they do. So the only way to avoid that is mm-hmm. to be buff as fuck yeah. on your way in and out. Or to lockpick the door. Sure. Or get the cart in there. Which means you have to have very high skill that's, ahead of time. And when you leave, they just automatically ambush? They say, hey, like... You dummy, we're going to kill you. But there's no way to like stop before that happens and kill one of them with a ranged weapon or it's right talk your way the out of that. They literally just stand outside the door. That's so dumb. The guy's like three paces away mm-hmm. and he has a sawed off shotgun. Oh, great. So the first time he shot me and my leg shot off. Oh, good. <laughs> and then I like crawled towards him a little bit and uh-huh. I was dead. Yep. You know, because my legs were off. <laughs> yeah. But um, usually a bad sign. <laughs> So I, I like it, mm. but it's just one of those things where, like, in, just like in Fallout 2, where, like, hey, don't go here. Yeah. Because you'll fucking die. Yep. But the only way to know that is to go, is to go there. <clears throat> what I don't like is that they gate it so that you can spend hours in this place, mm. saving, fighting, saving, fighting, blah, sure. blah, 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 get out, dead. And yeah. you're like, that's, that's not cool. Yeah. That's so, pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. So that was really the, the catalyst. So I'm like, I just want to have a similar system. Mm. In a post-apocalyptic setting where I can make four characters yep. and I can just kind of... Have less bullshit. Charge this thing. Yeah. And just shoot stuff and, and do that. And it, it's so far so good. Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I made a I made a big burly guy named Fidel. Who has <laughs> like a turban and like a... Um, he's, you know, he's Arabic basically. Because sure. you can choose their ethnicity. Yep. And uh, he's a knife guy and mm-hmm. a demolitions guy. Oh, shit. And That's heavy cool. weapons. Oh. So like I go around stabbing the shit out of stuff. Uh-huh. I got this thing where when I... Um, disarm an explosive device yeah. I have a chance to get an IED off of it like a pipe bomb that's amazing so it's like a 15% chance okay so basically when you find mines there's usually like nine yeah so there's a good, good point. there's a good chance it's great that's so really I'm just cool. running around with a knife in one hand basically and mm. grenades in the other and you're like whoo <laughs> it's it's effective it sounds really good super fun <sighs> yeah good times yeah so that's that's a rant. Yeah. That's two rants for me today. That is. Pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Double rant. Two rants. To be fair, that Kingdom Heart rant was pretty strong. Oh, I'm glad I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> it's not often that I get upset about a game. Correct. It's very rare. Because I'm pretty, like, whatever person about that stuff. And yep. I can find a silver lining in almost anything. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm using my free time for it. Yes. But, um... I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know what happened with the tone. Sure. Like, if you have played through this whole game, like, tell me why it's good. Tell me why it's good. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll get there at some point. Sure. Like, I'm willing to play the game more, but, like, I got to know Yeah. there's a reason to do it. Sure. Because if this is how it's going to be the whole time, I don't want to. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Devastating. So weird. Yeah. Ugh. All right. 
Hachi Machi. Hachi Machi. Thanks for listening to Legend of Things. Check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And uh, send us a message on Facebook or comment or do whatever. Tell me why Final or why Kingdom Hearts 3 is good. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, let me know who your favorite Final Fight character is. Oh, man. You know, normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> Cody, probably. Maybe, Cody. Maybe Mike Hagar. Yeah, Hagar for sure. Um, maybe the girl. I don't remember her name. Me neither. That's fucked up. I don't remember Cody's name. I only remember Hagar. I think it was like Trixie or something. Oh, that might have been Streets of Rage. Mm. I'm mixing up all my side scroller brawlers. Man. I remember in Streets of Rage 2, there was a kid on rollerblades. Damn. There was also an old man who was a cyborg. Nice. Really confusing stuff. I don't think I played and Axel. Two. Well done. Thanks. It makes me think I haven't played that one at all, because I should remember this. It's an old Sega one. I played it on Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Any hoozles. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, and have a good rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. Things, things.